0: Well, we're back at Dirt After Reading. Unfortunately, in our week missing recording, um, nothing bad happened. We were really worried the world might fall apart, but fortunately it didn't. Right, Max? Yeah. Everything's just smooth sailing out there. Yeah, I mean, there's no martial law. They aren't um, systematically killing people in the streets with um, riot gear and bullets. That are I haven't
1: started my own OnlyFans to get people to send me money for... Goggles and umbrellas and uh, a gas mask, perhaps.
0: Hey, feet picks for protective gear for our uh, our boys in black I'll, and red. I'll out show there. you. I'll show you
1: my pp If you send some PPE, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> that that's a slogan right there. No, we'll
1: top that. That ain't no title.
0: We'll is, do better. We're just getting slogan. started. That is, our, that is our party line right there. It's going on the was, T-shirt? Right. For my PPE. Oh, What's man. going on, Nicolaj? Well, I am. Uh, I'm up in the woods. I got back from Delaware, and uh, yeah, the world fell apart. And here we are. Things are not great, but at least Laura Dern is still around. Yeah, and she, she's probably in her panic room. No, she was actually at um one of the peaceful protests in L.A. I think yesterday or today.
1: Peaceful. All right, Dern. Step in the right direction,
0: radicalize uh, you sooner or later. She was like on her knee, like somewhere. She had a friend with her. I don't know if it was her kid or just a fan. I don't know. And for a second, there's an old guy in the background of one of her pictures and it looked like her dad. And I was like, what? (laughs) Not not that that's weird, but it seems odd that she would bring her elderly compromised father out during these times to something. You
1: think Bruce Stern don't scrap? He's out there there on the front lines.
0: He's out there at the stick fights every night.
1: <laughs> I, I see him at the Antifa rallies all the time.
0: <laughs> Bruce Stern is Antifa. Spread the word. <laughs> oh, apparently, man. the um,
1: National is has been mistaken for Antifa.
0: Is that a, that's a band, right?
1: That's a band. That's like a regular indie band, and band the lead singer was mistaken for apparently some rioter or some such thing, um, man. and has had to express that he is not that person, but I think he is. I like to believe that. Is
0: is the National one of those bands like Slipknot where they have like 40 people? Does Slipknot have 40 people? Not 40, but like, I think there's like 26 people in their stage touring band. Why? I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: Like, are you thinking of Slipknot or the Polyphonic yeah. Spree? Are you sure?
0: How many... People are in Slipknot. All um, the uh,
1: major Slipknot fans at home are like shouting.
0: Um, they are just screaming. Um, okay, they only have nine, but for some reason, I thought they had like a lot more at one point.
1: Nine is a large number of bands.
0: Still, that's a lot of people to be in a band that like is real and tours all the time. Yes,
1: okay,
0: and is, could- Slipknot it is Slipknot also? Is Slipknot? Ah. She also went to Joshua Tree. That's a neat little thing.
1: She did.
0: I love Joshua Tree. Have you been? Stuff in the woods, probably. Oh no, I haven't. I have not been to Joshua Tree. I've heard great things, though.
1: Joshua Tree is lovely. Uh, The Joshua trees themselves are breathtaking, and they're so-called Joshua trees, as named by the Mormons some time ago, because they look like joshua in prayer and they really look almost human like they're gesturing it's it's really beautiful and it's all spread out and you kind of like you know it's deserty brush kind of little desert shrubs and stuff and then you'll see like a pack of trees a pack of chola cactuses like little like like rocks and you just sort of pick your spot and you're like let's go there and it's like a giant adult playground, and then you just like trek through the desert and end up at like a cool like gathering of Joshua trees.
0: That sounds fantastic. Who was that musician who uh, the, his friend stole his body and drove Ooh, it out Graham there? Oh, Graham
1: Parsons. Yes. Should I should I regale the audience with the story?
0: If you would like to,
1: sure. It's a great story. So Graham Parsons, uh, a country folk singer or musician in the sixties was doing a lot of heroin out in Joshua Tree, as one did at the time, and was spending a lot of time out there and told his friends, hey, if I ever die, bury if, me in Joshua if I, Tree. I, I, if I ever die very soon, because I'm definitely I, gonna die, because I'm like <laughs> a, an amazing, tragic musician who loves heroin. Uh, bury me in Joshua Tree. He was doing
0: and heroin so, like out of style. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, sure enough, as it were, poor Graham Parsons overdosed on heroin in Los Angeles and his family in Louisiana was like a good good Christian folk. They're like, Well, fly him back here, uh, because we're gonna bury him here. And like his junkie friends are like, No, he said like, We're not listening to you, like absolutely <laughs> not. Who are you? Stop. So his two friends they dressed up like uh, like security guards or like maintenance men, air, airport workers, and went to LAX and stole the casket. Got in a police chase, drove to Joshua Tree, tried to set it on fire, and like it didn't really burn well because that's not an easy thing to do without like a, a cremation furnace. Oh, you wanted to be cremated. That's right. Yeah, I uh, got you. and they got like a littering ticket because there was no law that said like no one thought <laughs> to make a law that said you couldn't steal a corpse. So they like I mean, had, they got like, like a little fine.
0: It's not a big. I feel like it's not something that happens very often, especially like because they weren't grave robbing. They were literally just stealing the body to do what they wanted with it. I feel like yeah, it's a grave I mean, murder, legally. <laughs> As I believe that falls under the grave robbing statues. Uh, simpler times. Remember when that was our biggest problem—a dead rock star's body getting stolen by his pals. And now
1: all—God, man, we've really lost our innocence.
0: If I if I had problems like that, I'd be so much happier.
1: Yeah, but we're gonna have solutions, Nick. I hope we, you know, you might, I haven't shared this with you yet and I probably shouldn't be sharing it on a public forum, Oh but no. you and I will be um, storming <laughs> Eastern State Penitentiary and fortifying it. And I know you know your way around that place. I, I do. So we're going to do that Huh? and just well, live.
0: I'm glad we are preemptively letting the world know about this.
1: Yeah, this will be a great time to test out our editing chops.
0: This it's gonna go really, really move
1: remove well. all treason from the podcast.
0: <laughs> that's a, a little sticky note I keep up on my board all the time. <laughs> uh, so, uh, before we get to Big Dern, should we go... Uh, Do you want to do the positive or the negative first? Uh, Hit me with the good stuff. Okay, good stuff. We officially hit over 200 downloads this past week. And that doesn't... That's not listens. That's just 200 people have... For sure, downloaded our media, so that's cool. Thanks, guys.
1: Yeah, way to go. Do you think they listen?
0: I would think so. I mean, a lot of them are repeat offenders, so that's a good way to talk about things. Keep, keep coming back. Reciprocation. No, what's the word for recidivism? That's it. Recidivism. <laughs> Thank you. I haven't seen Chicago in a while, so I lost that.
1: Thank you for all to all our recidivists out there.
0: Exactly. Oh, and um, we, have, we have a listener, one listener, I'm pretty sure, in Indonesia. Oh! Indo- Indonesia. Indonesia? Indonesia? Indonesia. Yes, thank you. I wonder and how I, they're doing. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know anything about Indonesia off the top of my head. I believe I, there is
1: coffee. I believe there has been tumultuous history. Uh, I believe there is very good surfing
0: surfing coffee and tumultuous a lot history.
1: of islands a whole lot of islands it's very large it's a, a deceptively large country both in size and population love and uh, and to our listener i don't mean to you know like talk down on the non-indonesian listeners you guys are all right too but to the indonesian listener we'd love to have you on i'm just gonna we'd throw
0: on. and we'd love if you could make us a god in your country that'd be great if that we... feels insensitive to the culture of Indonesia.
1: I don't know. Make, make yeah, us a, I mean I don't
0: Make us a figurehead, if you will. Sure. Yes, make, yes. Make our podcast our, our podcast the national medium of cultural enrichment.
1: If if Indonesia does not yet have a national podcast, then please <laughs> use your clout in your nation of millions and millions of people.
0: That, could you imagine, that would be such a cool little sticker to have on our podcast logo, the official podcast of Indonesia.
1: No, it's gonna happen. We're gonna be like old and frail and just living lives we didn't expect. Having one, and you will. I'm not gonna make it through the uprisings, but you will. And then like 50 years from now, you're gonna learn but urn After Reading is huge in Indonesia.
0: I'll, I'll do a big tour. It'll be me and your urn. <laughs> You'll call it urn After, Dern After Reading. Reading? Yes, of course. <laughs> the, the spiritual successor to this show once you die in the next three months.
1: Nick, you heard it here first. I want to be cremated on the sands of Indonesia.
0: Deal. Alrighty, now for the not-so-positive. How's Philly? What's it like there? Oh, Philly, well, I hear a lot of helicopters. I bet you do.
1: <laughs> lots and lots of helicopters. I believe I watched a mutual friend of ours get arrested on Fox uh, just a couple hours ago.
0: Oh, okay. I,
1: I will not share their name for their own privacy. You can tell me later, that's fine. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll circle back. But it's, uh, I think my car is still in one piece. But like, I don't know. I'm giving it a week. <laughs> probably for the best. It's, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I haven't i been out there. I do want to be out there. Um, I'm probably going to be a bit of a weekend warrior. But if there are protests happening next weekend, uh, I will be there. And I would encourage any other listeners to to please get involved in whatever local action you can at a time like this
0: um but watch out because the military might be invoked yeah they might totally just shoot at you for no reason even if you're just outside your house on your porch so be careful yeah very um i have a few notes about stuff but i'll save that for the very end in our little wrap up um so yeah you want to get going with that good old dern yeah good old dern dern in the membrane uh big (laughs) big Dern. dern i don't know what that was I didn't get much sleep last night, so I pretty much just- been... missed the cue, I think.
1: He's i just too been... busy saying, Dern Dern in the membrane.
0: Dern Dern in the membrane, my guy. It really All rolls right.
1: off the tongue.
0: <laughs> it's that famous song by, uh... I can't, I don't know why, I can't think of that, like, is it the Shug, Shug House gang?
1: I'm just gonna let you keep going. I know who Wait, it is, no. and I'm not gonna say a word.
0: I, I I couldn't think of I just could think of the letters and I almost said like snatch sugar satchel like a bunch of weird words that weren't. It actually is
1: not the Sugar Hill Gang.
0: The uh, sug not sug knight. He's it's not, not sug knight. Guy. It does uh, start
1: with a s sound.
0: Singing in, in the,
1: rain.
0: the rain. Who is Dern, it? I, can...
1: Dern membranes. <laughs> It's Cypress
0: Hill. Oh, Cypress Hill. I should have known that. The song with three words. Anyway. Okay, there's like seven, but still. So, this week I had a big dern, and that big dern was Star Wars episode eight. Seven? Eight. Eight, I think. Let's say it's eight. Episode, it's V-I-I-I. For all you you Roman numeral heads out there. (laughs) It is The Last Jedi. It came out in 2017, right at the end of the year. And uh, you might be shocked, but a Miss Laura Dern played a lofty role in this production.
1: Was she, you know, typical blonde-haired Dern or did we get brunette
0: Dern? (laughs) We got a Dern we have never seen before or since. We got a purple-haired Dern. (gasps) She has long purple grimace locks, and uh, I think she dyed it, I'm pretty sure. I didn't look up interviews, but it looks very much like she dyed her hair for real. And good for her. You know, live your life. Yeah. I'm sure they like, A real midlife crisis cut. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's also wearing this amazing, amazing article of clothing that I can only describe as a flowy, foldy, dress robe, turtleneck cape. Yes, I recall this attire. It embodies every single piece of attire that a Star Wars character could wear. And it is one, it is all the same color and fabric and there's like no shoulders. It's amazing. Whoever made that deserves a medal of honor. They, they have Oscars. They do. Yeah. They, they give out those sweaty little men to everybody these days.
1: They also have medals of valor, which I believe are for citizens.
0: Yes. I think John Waters got like the French... It wasn't a Medal of Honor, but it was a very like military-sounding thing, and they give it out to artists every year. They would. I don't remember what it was called. He got they it, would though.
1: with their rich culture.
0: Those French. <laughs> you know, I don't. Everybody is really mad right now, and everybody's making fun of each other. We should really all be focusing on putting down the French. Yeah. They've had it too good for too long. They smell, and uh, yeah, that's all he's got to yeah, say. Them. They, they smell. Um, yeah. They consent so what was that happy le pew the famous french cartoon skunk does not acknowledge consent and that is not cool
1: that is not cool shameful people of
0: france maybe that cat doesn't want to be your girlfriend think about it before you go fuck a cat france (laughs) anyway so (laughs) back to star wars the, the main topic i figured i don't i don't i'm not let let me be frank I'm not going to describe the entirety of this two-and-a-half-hour film for which Laura Dern is in maybe 20 minutes. So I'm going to read the episode scroll. So the thing that goes at the beginning of the film, and it's like it's letters that go off into space. I'm going to read that, and then I'm going to pretty much just say what Lord Dern does. Wait, what do
1: you mean it's letters that go off into space?
0: So like, um, it's like a teleprompter, but they tilted it. So it, the words... As you they come up on the screen, they like go back and away from you, like out into space. Because usually after every scroll, the words go away and you're all you're immediately in the dark vastness of space.
1: Oh, okay. Wow.
0: I feel like I'm playing. I wonder tech. if
1: our listeners have, have seen this effect.
0: I don't know, maybe. I mean, if you've ever seen a Star Wars. Anyway, they're pretty popular films I've heard. People seem to get mad about them, especially if you're a white, straight man and you're dating somebody who hasn't seen them. That seems to be a flat <laughs> point. Uh, Not that straight white men could ever be a problem, especially in these times. Anywho, so here is what uh, the fantastic writers of this episode of Star Wars had to say in their opening. Should, what, how should I do this? Should I be serious? Should I, like...
1: Yeah, like, I'll do, like, some... Uh... John Williams. Yeah. Intense music. Dun, dun, I can't think of it. <laughs>
0: Thanks. You know, the Star Wars one. The First Order reigns, having decimated the Peaceful Republic. Supreme Leader Snoke now deploys his merciless legions to seize military control of the galaxy. Only General Leah Organon. Organa?
1: Group. Leia,
0: Leah?
1: I'm happy. Leah?
0: Remember How are you going to do Carrie Fisher like that, bro? She's a great lady. Leia Organa. Only General Leia Organa's band of resistance fighters stand against the rising tyranny, certain that Jedi Master Luke Skywalker will return and restore a spark of hope to the fight. But the resistance has been exposed as the First Order speeds toward the rebel base. The brave heroes mount a desperate escape. And then dot dot dot, and then the movie starts. By the way, that was so nerve-wracking having to read something. I felt like I was in a class again. You're doing great, Nicholas. It felt like popcorn reading, and I'm so nervous, and I just want to give it to someone else, but like I couldn't oh, until the end. Oh, the-
1: popcorn reading.
0: Uh I actually kind of like that, but you know, reading in front of people sucks, especially the 14 <laughs> people listening to this.
1: It was all- clearly a real rush for
0: you. I ooh, I do. I feel like a you
1: sweating hit, a little bit.
0: Big ol' hit a serotonin right there. Is that the right thing? Whatever, brain. Um, can. I'll ask
1: my psychiatrist. I don't know. Oh, it, 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 call
0: her right now. That's fine. We'll wait.
1: Yep. <laughs> okay. Here, I'll, I'll just patch her in. This is actually her Zoom login.
0: Whoa, this is actually her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we just did a 20-minute intro for her and never mentioned her until right now. Yep. <sighs> okay so basically the most the the whole of this movie um the new lady uh what's her name who's the new one um she has no see ripley yeah um, that one so basically great yeah she's off on an island that's really in scotland but it's in space scotland and she goes to find luke and she basically does like the yoda training thing but on the island instead with him and he's being real tough because he doesn't want to come back because he like feels like he messed up real bad. Anyway, this whole time, the entire resistance is on a ship that's being attacked and they're out of gas. And um, let's see, what's his name? Poe, who is like a, if I had to describe his character, he's very much like one of the idiot Italian guys in Greece. But if he were in space, he's very like flowy and he's smart and he knows what he's doing and he's an ace pilot.
1: He is, he's
0: slick. Oh. Sorry, there's a telephone down here.
1: Is that a home phone?
0: It is, yes. It's, uh, it's just, it's hear that
1: ring, listeners? For some uh, of you, it's probably been a while. Some of you just flashback to... Visiting grandma in the home.
0: Uh, visiting grandma in the home. She's got those real big buttons on it. Oh, yeah, and she says, the nurse hits me and you say, shut up, grandma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how you talk to old people. Thanks, John Mulaney. Anyway.
1: Have you, you seen have. the film go. Biodome?
0: Is that with Polly Shore? And Stephen Baldwin, the I have, good Baldwin? Not, I have not seen it actually, but that is a very high poly shore on my list of movies to watch. Movie oh, about.
1: it's it's fantastic. For our listeners who have seen Biodome, I will point out the striking resemblance uh, between Mr. Luke Skywalker in this grizzled island man form Yes, it is. and the villain in biodome when he goes nuts and i will share with you a composite picture i once made if i can find it of both of those
0: Uh, i will definitely put that on the instagram if you can find it i will i'm doing i'm going to give myself a little homework assignment this week i'm going to watch biodome and encino man by the next time we record because i've seen neither of those
1: i've never seen encino man but biodome i adore Exactly, it's got it's,
0: young Kylie Minogue. Interesting. Yeah, right. I've heard literally nothing but bad things about Poly Shore as a person. Poly Shore is fine. It's like his. it's like, like I heard, like when he tours now, when he does like his like like um, what's like franchise comedy club tours, he'll go to Goodwills in the towns and buy weird clothing and then sell them as props from his movies.
1: That I mean, if that's the hustle he's pulling,
0: I can't I can't hate the hustle. He's probably been doing that for a decade. If you still fall for it, that's kind of on you. <laughs>
1: exactly. And like, plus, he's like a, an LA kid who like grew up in comedy clubs. Like he's not gonna he's gonna be an asshole.
0: Oh Polly. Anyway, so <laughs> back to Star Wars again. <laughs> we uh so the whole resistance is basically stuck on this dead ship and uh Young hotshot greaser Poe is like, I wanna, I wanna zim zams up, do some stuff. I wanna save the day because I'm a big shot. And Laura Dern keeps saying, "Shut up, Poe, you idiot." And she's right because he is. And uh, she keeps like saying, like basically like, calm down, I got this. Don't be rash. We'll do it. We'll figure it out. And he keeps he basically proposes to uh, General Leia that like, hey, I think she might not know what she's doing, or um, that she might be on the wrong side but we do find out later that she has a plan the whole time that she is going to use the last energy in the ship to send everybody to the other ship and then she is gonna go down with that ship so all the resistance will attack that while all the other people get on the other ship and can kind of fight back. And she does, she goes down with the ship. Also, her name is Admiral Ho- Holdo. Admiral Holdo. Admiral
1: Holdo, does she have a first name?
0: Um, I looked, I was on her Wikipedia page sure. earlier because that's what you get when you're in the star wars universe it is
1: amelin amelin mm-hmm. oh
0: yes i just saw uh, she is vice admiral sorry i know people are screaming right now vice admiral Amilyn holdo what a woman she was born in 1967 somehow and uh yeah good for her and she is laura dern has been in so many great franchises uh, that's I mean, stress Mark and Star Wars. Wars. That's pretty. Um, yeah, that's.
1: Uh, that's just I guess like that's the it. guy from, uh, from the Matrix.
0: Yeah. Um, what's uh, Bang Bang? shoot him up, up guy. Agent Smith. Uh. Yeah. That guy. He's in like that. He's the voice of,
1: Gollum or something. Oh, that guy.
0: Okay. It took me a minute. We're we're there. We're doing yeah. it. Yeah. We're doing it. it. Just,
1: just unsung heroes of iconic franchises.
0: Hey, hey, Max. Hey, Max. Look at that camera. Do you know what time it is? Wait, no. I should have set it up better. Wait, give me a second. Seven forty. No, no, no. Wait. Let me let me redo this. So okay. yeah, that's 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 all I have to say about the Last Jedi. And live from New York, it's Saturday, Saturday night. night! <laughs> it's Saturday night live. Anyway. That's that's a joke I used to do in high school, and I thought it was the funniest thing, and I still do. Whenever I can work it into a conversation and have it be like they do on the show sometimes, it's a classic yuck 'em up. Boy, was I popular. Anyway, that is all I gotta say, though. That's I mean, the you know.
1: most Nicholas thing <laughs> I've ever
0: heard. Oh, yep, that's me. Big old, big old pot of me.
1: I really thought don pardo is in the building
0: <laughs> i can do a better don pardo but i don't want to freak anyone out by how good i sound like that ghost man oh yeah ripped Don pardo he's the real loss in all of this yeah Even not george floyd no I, I i was is that we're talking, sounded like the insinuation i was talking about covid but okay Nick,
1: are you a proud are you a proud boy Would you describe yourself as a proud boy?
0: I would not. I am a boy, and I am not very proud. You
1: seem somewhat proud, Nick.
0: I'm not proud. Um, Is that a tiki torch behind you? It is. I'm in the basement, and it's a little bit of a Hawaiian theme.
1: It's Okay. Yep. See what's happening here.
0: But stop that. Stop stop maligning me with the villains of all of this. I am a good man. (laughs) You're
1: apparently a boogaloo. I've heard this term, the boogaloo. I, a boogaloo. They're I like the that Proud that. Boys.
0: Is that a thing, boogaloo? I is guess.
1: A, I don't a, know.
0: Weird. Not a code word. Code I word thing. I thought it
1: wasn't that like a, like a Caribbean dance, but
0: it's racist, like
1: a, white guys. I don't know.
0: Maybe that's. Maybe they finally understand irony. Probably not. No. <laughs> Those <laughs> kids would be very upset if they could read. <laughs>
1: Got
0: him. Uh, so yeah, Max, I'm I'm pretty much, that's my big turn. That's
1: it. I don't, yeah, like, like, we I'm don't need gonna... to talk about Star Wars. Did you like it? Had you seen it?
0: I have, yes. I've seen, in my whole life, I've seen every Star Wars film. I have not seen the prequels recently, but I have watched them all. <laughs> i saw all of the new like the the last three new ones in theaters and i thought they were all good i mean you know it's a continuation it's different i like that they're expanding the universe a little bit they're like adding some things that like culturally they probably couldn't have gotten away with back then like there's purple like subtle, yeah purple hair and like gay couples and like little stuff like women women leads that have more prominence over leia not that leia did uh,
1: and that aren't in like Hot slave bikinis that helped exactly. young Max like, learn learn puberty.
0: There is a story I heard Carrie Fisher tell, and she was on. It was this, she was on set the day that, where she had to kill Jabba the hut and they offered her a stunt woman, and she said, "No, I want to kill that bastard myself." She's <laughs> amazing. She is the most powerful little cocaine fairy there yeah. ever was.
1: cocaine
0: (laughs) fairy god bless i don't know how much cocaine she did but i imagine it was all of it (laughs) good for her anyway so yeah um that's that's uh star wars episode blah 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 revenge of the last jedi prince king and laura dern was there too so yeah all right cool movie watch star wars it's fun but don't be a dick about it anyway Is it time for that other thing we do sometimes? Between- Between two durns! (laughs) It's all, we're good at that. Man, we're getting better. We're so, so good. So good. So Max, what's between your durns this week? Let me take a look. Um, I'll take a look.
1: (laughs) well i watched i've begun to watch and if you're like one of those star wars assholes you're probably going to be an asshole about this one too because i'm late to the game and i'm only doing it because it's on netflix but uh, (laughs) i'm watching the last airbender okay is phenomenal i get the hype i had heard for a long time that it was a lovely beloved show and i'm halfway through the first season. And it is an absolute joy, uh, strong characters, great story, exciting, compelling, and it's like a children's show. Like I told my my parents' friend who has two young daughters, I was like, have they seen this? They should watch this, they'll love it. Like it's, I wish this was around, or maybe it was around, but I wish I knew about it when I was a, a young lad. So that's, that's got me in its grips. Um, I have what, and that's like, well, you know, it's known that that is a great show, iconic, um, but I have a much angrier take that I think might rile up some listeners that I recently came to the conclusion my my roommate was watching for the first time Parks and Recreation, which was a show I quite liked um, when I had watched it. And I was sitting there watching it with them and I realized it's not a great show. <laughs> and that's my hot take. And that's um like Parks and Rec. It was, it's kind of, it's so one note. It's so like every character is just like uh, a caricature. There's no depth. They're all like, like, oh, I'm Ron Swanson, I hate the government like me, and that's everything I do ever for 19 <laughs> fucking seasons. And, like, I'm Aziz, and I'm kind of scummy and an asshole, and I don't give a shit about other people, and I objectify women. And then, There's like, God. years later, we hear about <laughs> him doing that, and it's like, whoa, who would have what? ever seen that? He seemed <laughs> so likable in that show. I've already expressed my frustrations towards um, Neil Patrick Harris in How I Met Your Mother. And Aziz like, is like a not as bad version of that. Um, and Leslie Nope. boring. Like, oh, I love yeah. Joe Biden. Like, ugh, get, it ugh. Was, great. It's,
0: like, it's so just milk toast.
1: Uh, um,
0: yeah, I always felt like it was like a, it was like, like it's a, it was like a sketch show that they put half effort into making a sitcom. Yeah. Like it's like just it's like every episode's just a long, not great sketch. If Mad TV had more money and less creativity, <laughs> it would just be Parks and Rec.
1: Exactly. And oh, and another just dumb comedy trope that needs to die. Um, ugly guys with impossibly hot wives. And I'm not talking about, like, Kevin James and his hot wife. I'm talking about, like, here's Jerry Gergich, who's, like, the fat loser. And, like, his wife is, like, literally a model. And that's the joke. It was, like, Will Ferrell and the other guys did it. And it's just, ugh, it's a terrible joke. It's just, it's very objectifying. It's crap. Um, I do like the all the secondary characters on Parks and Rec because they're like refreshing because you only get them sometimes and they add some good flavor. But in general, oh, oh, and Rob Lowe, talk about the most one note. Chris Traeger, I'm excited. I'm healthy. That's it. That's it That's the only thing. Why? I hope I'm not alone, but it felt it felt like a revelation when I realized that it's not a good show. Nah, I mean, I think
0: everyone kind of goes through that. Eventually you realize that a show isn't great and that's okay. Also, um, while you were talking, I looked up, Kevin James does have a hot wife and I didn't know that. Oh, that's probably true. He is beautiful and honestly. But like if Kevin James
1: were like a UPS guy or like a New York City firefighter, like you wouldn't have a hot wife.
0: And I, I, I'm i looking at pictures, and he, like, in every picture, he's fluctuated in weight. And I can't, like, they're all from different years. So he, he doesn't look bad when he's skinnier.
1: Anya De La Cruz. Good for them. Yeah, she's super hot.
0: There's a picture from 2011 where he's, like, pretty slim, and he doesn't look bad. And she's, you know, beautiful, so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Good for them, I guess. That's yeah. A, a Hollywood marriage that probably had something to do with Adam Sandler. <laughs> For no other reason that's why he was famous. That is correct. His weird friend. Anyway, uh, says so anything else between your durns this week, buddy? No, what do you got? Well, I'd like to start with a little uh adulation. That's a good thing, right?
1: Let, let, go on.
0: i not... we got a positive um note from a listener. Oh. Happy adulation. I should have looked this word up ahead of time. I feel yes. silly. Yeah, obsequious
1: flattery, excessive
0: uh, yes. admiration or praise. A little little bit of obsequious flattery here from our listener Bronte in Norway. Um, I said I would give her a grand entrance, but I forgot to. So, ba ba ba-da-ba. Anyway. Uh, she said, I started listening just to support, but now I'm invested entirely and enjoy listening to two people talk shit and discuss movies I've never seen.
1: that is what we do here except maybe this week because a lot of people have seen star wars
0: that's true i feel like we just go off weird on weird tangents and it's a fun time what are we going to talk about these dumb
1: movies the whole time
0: talk about gross french people and uh whatever else we went off about earlier
1: yeah why like are there i'm sorry are there podcasts where people just talk about movies that seems
0: that seems baffling Honestly, those are boring. You need the ones with a weird filler.
1: Exactly. And frankly, I want like a two, two to one filler to movie ratio is really what I strive for.
0: That's like Ma's meatloaf, two to one filler. <laughs> well, it's mostly couch cushions. Anyway.
1: Thank you, Bronte. Does yeah. Bronte have dots over the, the... Is that like Bronte, like Charlotte Bronte and like the two yes. dots over the... Cool. <laughs> Um, oh, wow. Bronte, big fan.
0: Bronte is a great lady. I forget how I met her, but she's a great person to know. Anyway, this week I was in Delaware with my partner, and we watched, she showed me a few movies that I have not seen ever, and I always wanted to, and like they always just slipped through my grasp. First of all, we watched Overboard. Not the Going 19th. Overboard, the Adam Sandler film? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the 1987 Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn feature where he um, she's a rich bitch and he's like a repairman with a dead wife and several kids, at least four. And um, he she falls off the boat and gets amnesia and then he kind of kidnaps her and tells her that she she's his wife and makes her do like housework and get revenge because she made him do a big carpentry job and didn't pay him.
1: Yeah, that, anyway, I mean, that's just how courtship worked in the 80s. You always kind of yeah, kidnapped the woman.
0: I mean, yeah, you know, but it's Kurt Russell, so who would mind?
1: Yeah, he's, he's a dreamboat.
0: He is.
1: I, I'd go overboard his dreamboat
0: any day, yeah. Yeah, it's a real fun movie. It's like, there are definitely parts that are problematic, but, you know, in knowing in real life that they were in a relationship at the time helps a little, I think. Because Kurt... Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn started dating in 1983, and they have been dating ever since.
1: Really? I, I guess know by now they're
0: probably, like, what's the word? Um, hot gilfs? <laughs> they're hot. they gilfs? Gilf.
1: Yeah, the word no, is I mean, gilfs, for sure.
0: They probably are gilfs by now, but no, um, like a legal partnership after you live together for so long. Uh, a common law. Yeah, I'm sure at this point they have that, but you know
1: some long
0: marriage. Yeah. But yeah, it's a real fun movie. It's a little weird. It's a little fun. It's got some people in it. Is it's it like eighties uh, comedy like
1: kind of is oh, it yeah. hijinxy? Is
0: it's it very um... jinxy? It's um, it also it takes place in the Pacific Northwest, one of my favorite settings for movies. This is true.
1: It's yeah. very is much that, like that...
0: if Boonies was a romantic comedy, but not the okay. boonies. That was a bad example, but good movie. You should watch it if you haven't. They made a version of it in 2017 with a Latino actor whose name I forget and that woman who was in all the scary movies, the blonde lady.
1: Uh, Anna Ferris.
0: Yes, Anna Faris and uh, the other, I don't know his name. He was in a movie called How to Be a Latin Lover, I think. He's a, he's a funny, he's like a good like physical comedy guy. He's, like, he's got that pizzazz, that spark. He's like Latino Mr. Bean, kind of.
1: Is it Eugenio Derbis? Maybe. I'm not familiar with this man, but he's the star of I've of How to Be a Latin Lover.
0: Yes. Very good movie, by the way. But he's a neat man. He, I think he does have a very Mr. Bean-adjacent face. Yes, he does. But yeah. Um, also, the other movie I, we watched, well, we watched two, but we started with My Big back Greek Wedding. Oh. A movie I've never seen, and it was utterly fantastic. I loved every part of it. It was. It had a bunch of cool people. It had a bunch of nice story. I dated a Greek person several years ago in my life, and watching this movie before would have really helped.
1: Was that before it sort of the Proud Boys influence took over? What? What? Like the oh that you would God. date? Oh my, shut up!
0: <laughs> shut up, Max. I'm not a Proud Boy. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just it was. Su- it's such a good look into Greek life, and like. It just feels so real and like interesting and it's it's neat.
1: It is. It's very comfort foody. It's very warm. It's, like,
0: it's, it's relatable in the way that like pr- like pretty much anybody has at least one person in their family that is like that much into their heritage, like that Greek or that Italian or that mm-hmm. what have you. And it's just it's just and then we watched the sequel which came out a few like two years ago, I think. So it was about twenty years on, and pretty much everyone was in it. Like literally everyone, even That's the fun. old the old, old, like, Greek grandmother who looked to be about a million in the first one. She was in this one, too. And then I looked her up. It turns out she's in her, like, mid-late 90s now. But, yeah, she's she's kicking. They were all there. It was weird, but cool. And literally, like, <laughs> were, there were characters that were in the first movie for literally, like, a minute of screen time. And they brought them all back. Amazing. Like there's a neighbor who just brings back the the mom when she, the grandma when she wanders off and says like keep your mom off my lawn, <laughs> and then she's like in the second one just like walking her dog for a minute and she just like talks and leaves. <laughs> it's just like they put so much work and they like rebuilt everything like all the sets and it was just very it was a excellent job of doing a sequel many years on and mm-hmm. it wasn't like hammy it was very nice they didn't like go too hard into jokes they wrote new jokes wow there's this,
1: that i honestly just kind of assumed it would be just very oh, derivative
0: of the first if, if you want to watch if you want to watch a terrible sequel watch *Zombieland* zombie land 2 because that is just the first script mm-hmm. shuffled around with like three things in it i did yeah, yes oh yeah not good but um just one thing i was thinking of um there's a scene where the daughter who's now like an, an a mom like an older lady She's taking her dad to physical therapy and she's sitting in the waiting room and there's these nuts on the table and she picks them up and puts them in her mouth. And then the woman behind the receptionist desk says, the old guys sucked the chocolate off those nuts. <laughs> and she just, she, she like waits for like a comedic timing second and then spits them all out. And it's just, it's good. It's anyway, great. So great movies. If you want to watch Overboard or either of the Big Fat Greek Weddings, they're great comfort movies to help you feel better during these um, unsavory times.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna recommend a like a a time relevant movie, and that is going to be the Have I talked about it on here? The first Purge. Yes. Which is which is not the first Purge movie. It is, I believe, the last Purge movie from two years ago about the very first Purge, and for like a you know a kind of just general Hollywood horror-ish movie, it, um, it gives people a fair shake and says that people are generally good and presents this sort of good worldview. And it's only the um, introduction of the police trying to enforce this that causes violence to occur. And I think that is a highly relevant message for our time. Um, sorry to my Proud Boy co-host for that.
0: Okay. It's almost like all those pallets of bricks in the streets were put there by the police. But mm-hmm. who, who who am I to put words in other people's mouths like my own? Well, um, I guess if that's what's between our derns, we're ta- it's time to move on to that uh teeny weeny itty little, little bitty dern! Uh, little dern. I almost said teeny dern. Um fun. So uh, what was your Little Dern this week, Max? My
1: Little Dern was a made-for-TV movie from 1998. Love that made-for-TV Called The Baby Dance. The Baby Dance? And The Baby Dance was adapted from a screenplay by a woman named Jane Anderson, a playwright. And she adapted it and also directed it. What I later learned was that was largely... Enabled
0: by producer Jodie Foster.
1: Jody make, Foster, make famous lesbian.
0: Movie lesbian. Famous lesbian. You could just say person. Fine. Are you implying that uh, lesbians aren't people themselves? <laughs> it's, it's clearly not. It's Pride Month, Max. You gotta be sensitive about these things.
1: Um, pretty, the baby dance.
0: Somebody's gay now. Anyway, sorry, go ahead.
1: The Baby Dance features two, fo- stars two couples. We have Stockyard Channing, which is not actually her name, but it's what I will always call her because it's a more oh, fun yeah, name no. than Stockard Rizzo. Channing, who's best known as Rizzo
0: from Greece. Rizzo the rat in the Muppets movie, obviously.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and her husband in the film, Peter Reigert who Ooh. is well-known as, I think, the bad guy in the mask and as Boone in Animal House. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he's one of the ones who, um, you know, the Negroes stole his dates. Boone, sort of the little guy. This is his words. Um, he's, yes. the, he's the one who got cucked by Donald Sutherland.
0: Ah, how to be cucked?
1: Yeah, lucky son of a bitch. Um, and then, so that's couple one. They are a well-off Jewish couple in Los Angeles. And then couple two is Richard Lineback plays a man named Al, who I wasn't familiar with him, but he was fantastic. He also played the same role off-Broadway prior Mm -hmm. to the film. And his wife, whose name is Wanda, played by none other than... Yeah,
0: the the L- woman L- from
1: the L- podcast, Laura Dern. Oh, uh, Wesley Snipes.
0: Laura Dern. No, no, yeah, I was going to say Laura Dern. Right after Wesley Snipes, my third guess was Laura Dern. But
1: the first two guesses were both Wesley Snipes?
0: No, 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 the first one was, um, I already forget, but the second one was definitely Wesley Snipes.
1: Okay. I, I like to go one, two, Wesley Snipes, because like, if they don't hear you the first time and it was, in fact, Wesley Snipes, it's I think it's worth burning another guess
0: it was Winona Ryder then Wesley Snipes then my third was Laura Dern
1: yeah no this was Dern uh they they couldn't get Wesley Snipes he was busy doing I'm gonna say Major League Chew. I feel like that's around
0: 98 I uh, thought you just said Major League Chew, and I was like yep he was just sitting in his pad chewing some of that, that bubble gum
1: Major League Two. We're going to find out what year that is and find out how good of just a random... Ad- oh, that's a bad one. because One, it's from 1994. Two, Wesley Snipes isn't in the second one.
0: <laughs> replaced Man. by
1: Omar Epps as, like, the speedy black guy.
0: Oh, um, I, oh you meant they literally just, like, p- replaced him verbatim, but, like, they didn't say it was, it was just, he's the same character but a different guy. It was basically, it was the, the same... Yeah. Just Wesley Snipes is just different face Wesley Snipes.
1: Anyway, we got Stockyard Channing Tatum on one side. This is crazy. And Wanda <laughs> Wanda and Al on the other side. And uh, so Wanda and Al, they live in a trailer park in Louisiana.
0: Yes, Trailer Dern. Trailer
1: Dern, which is like she's been at least trailer adjacent uh, a couple times in our experience here. Um, this one's full-on Trailer Park. It's a large portion of the setting. And she is pregnant with what would be her fifth child. Mm-hmm. And she wants to give it up for, or she wants to sell it to um, this rich Jewish couple. They She answers an ad, a classified ad where they, they cannot procreate on their own and want to buy a baby. And this is the baby they want to buy. And, so go ahead.
0: I was I was just going to ask. Are you about to just describe like sad Juno?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm I'm about to describe better Juno for one. Okay, yeah, there. I'll
0: um, take it.
1: Because this movie was great. This movie <laughs> was really really good. I didn't realize there were like good made for TV movies. I think oh, this yeah, is no, the most. I mean-
0: that weird TV old man TV little boy movie was pretty good,
1: yeah, and like uh the Ruby Ridge one, that was a hoot. This <laughs> a hoot. one this one was great. It was a beautiful movie, um but it, you know, it's got its ups and downs, so it really is this this intimate look. it focuses entirely on these four characters, and the couple from l a is visiting. Laura Dern to meet her and make sure everything's all right. They, there is this continuing theme of the rich, of there being sort of this expectation to have money. It's, you know, it's all themes of poverty and sort of the unfairness around that. And some of it is the, the rich scrutiny on the poor and their ability to care for children. And that comes out through the couple who aren't like painted as villains or anything Mm -hmm. but are nevertheless, like they are very critical of or questioning of, are you taking your vitamins? Are you going to the doctor? You shouldn't be drinking caffeine. You should not be smoking cigarettes, which Laura Dern does. And it is the kind of like this Laura Dern's body is under a microscope. In this mm. regard. And she is the one trying to rear this or raise birth this child, not rear it. Rear. Laura Dern also dresses like like Nick. She wears like cool thrift store shirts and stuff. Good for She has one like maternity shirt, I forget. It says like, baby's coming. And it's like nine months, eight months. And it's like measuring like the size of her belly <laughs> on her shirt. And it's like bright colored Goodwill kind of shirt.
0: Just imagine her keeping all of those shirts and, like, those are her sleep shirts, like real-life Laura Dern.
1: Oh, I I really hope so. That, that would just God. be a, a joy to my heart. And <laughs> so I would say this is my favorite Dern country accent that I've encountered to date. I feel like there were times where she went, like, a little strong and you know, like a uh, little turpentiney, And this this one really captured and just emphasized her character traits so well, where it was this sort of innocent on the one hand and sweet, very sweet. She, you know, She was like a, a Southern religious Christian woman. And, but also, with, like, enough, like, reality felt like a real country voice that, like, describes, like, you know, she's had very tough experiences. She lives in poverty. She has four children. And there's one point where this this theme of sort of class and and ability to raise children comes up in an exchange I really like, where um, Stockyard says to Wanda... Uh wanda, I want you to know that this baby's gonna get a lot of love. And Darren says, Well, I can give it love. I know how to do that. Like, that's not the issue here. That is fundamentally not the issue. She's like, if I could if it was just about giving it love, I would be able to do that. I am no less able to do that or understanding how to do that because I'm a poor person. And so we um oh we got some nice little like trailer mise-en-scene We get like little, little like ne'er do well kids selling kittens out of a box for fifty cents, oh. <laughs> like trying to sell them to a uh, to stockyard, and it's adorable. It's and it's like a- this very tiny kitten.
0: That is such and- a sad amount of money to sell a kitten for, for some reason. Yeah, like I'd I'd buy lots of kittens. Like, 50 when does this cents movie cost. take place? Like, in the nineties. Nineteen ninety-eight. Yes.
1: Okay. Oof. They're kids. They're, it's a hustle, man. They don't know. And hey, it's all gravy when the cat births the kittens. Didn't cost you nothing.
0: All gravy. I don't like the idea of a food sauce being compared to animal birth. No, 50 cents is the gravy. No, but still, throwing the word gravy in animal birth, just... Ugh. All that sauce. All that sweet baby ketchup. Anyway...
1: especially we're gonna get into some baby ketchup here oh no Uh, uh so then there's like wanda's husband al and our first shot of him is like picking up a sixer at the local gas station and he comes it's during the day he comes into the trailer and wanda's there with stockyard and he's like i'm gonna get a beer and you're just like, oh, he's going to be like the abusive drunk husband because it's trailer park and that's like what, yeah, right? Like that's that's what's going on here for sure. And there are hints of it. And he gets like, he gets angry and like pushes Wanda at one point, but they give him infinitely more depth than that. That is absolutely not the, the crux of his character. And he isn't this one note character and he plays it very, very well. Um, he is, uh, sort of dreams of being a musician. His dad was a musician, but a drunk, so he never made it anywhere. And he's, like, a local musician. He plays at bars. They all go to see him play, his band play at a local bar. Uh, he's very talented, and he's very sweet, and I like Al a lot, and so this this movie, um, I'd say the first half of it is just sort of these exchanges between the t- between the four of them, these conversations where there is always this undercurrent of class. It's like the unsaid things. There's like, Wanda's a Christian. They're Jewish. They're like these these tensions, but they're not. They they're there presently the whole time, but they're not like no one's ratcheting it up, which is yeah. great. And so it's just like steady they're they're over everything and it's what i think makes really hits at the theme of this is that these tensions do lie over everything and all of these exchanges even when they seem pleasant even when these people are getting along even when these people are having a drink seeing some live music at a bar and talking about family and even if they have this shared goal of like they they care about each other they care about the baby they want everything to work um but there're also you know, some conversations about money. and the couple's been giving them money to buy stuff for the baby or for Dern, but they used it to get to bail Dern's mom out of jail for trying to pass some, some bad checks um, because that's the reality. And And then so then there it's just like it's steady there. It's at that level, constant throughout and then there's this moment where stockyard says something about it's just one of these lines like i'd be able to take care of it better or this line that almost gets misinterpreted but is just this slight of class that suggests something about class i don't remember the specific uh line but i did write down Dern's response which is to go from just being the sweet sweet woman to Fuck you, fuck you, you think I'm such trash that I'd kill my baby? That's what it was, something about like not, not driving safely with the baby or something. And she, it's just when, when the tension is released, it is just flooded out. And from then it's just floodgates open, this visceral, angry confrontation, and it's fucking powerful.
0: That line gives me big like off broadway play energy, yes, like you like you could feel that in the theater, and like it's a small theater, and everyone would be like dead silent. You could hear a pin drop after that and like absolutely everyone so... yes.
1: and and that's what this was and, and um so then we've got like al's al's own tension. it's sort of this like male, male, female female where they sort of have their own interactions. So it's the the two husbands. And and at this point, they're talking, I forget the specifics, but Al says to the husband, it's less of like an explosion of anger, but he shows his very real frustrations that he has to deal with. He says, you want to talk about humanity? Let's talk about the fact that I'm too poor to keep my baby. Like, And that just breaks him. Like, that—that that is just this truth that he can't let go of, that doesn't get to change, that won't change because they get some money for doing this. Like, that, that that's just the reality of their life, that they don't have, they have the love, they have the desire, they have the care, they are good people through and through, but they have to accept that because of this circumstance, they can't have that baby. And these other people, that's not, it's not a concern for them. Their concerns are biological. She had nine miscarriages, she reveals, which is gut-wrenching in its own right. And she has this, this sort of amazing monologue around that. Um, but they also, they, they have money, and money can buy anything if there's enough of it. And it's, it's suggested that they have lots and lots. It can't buy us love. It can buy oh, us well, babies, well, well, babies, well, and well, babies, and well, the well, babies will well, love well. us. Yeah, it can buy us a human child. Uh, we get this, my favorite, there aren't, there aren't too many laughs. There are some, you know, smiles and fun moments, but my favorite laugh. So there's this whole thing, they need money for a new car. And that, oh, that becomes this big source of tension between them, that's another one, is that they, they want money for a car and they're like, the couple's like, we can't just give you money for a car. Like this money's supposed to be for like Wanda and the baby. And they're and he's like, well, how, you know, how are we going to get her to the, to her doctor's appointments? If my, if my truck's dead, like this, absolutely. Like we do need money to do this kind of thing. And then um, later once, once Laura turns in labor, the, the lawyer flies out for the, the affluent couple. To be there and do all the paperwork and stuff. Does he cut
0: the cord? <laughs> God, I wish. Oh, he opens case and pulls out special scissors.
1: Uh, <laughs> so Al sang him, He's like, so, like, they're gonna, you know, let let her know about us when she's, you know, appropriate age, right? And he's like, yeah, of course. And he's like, well, can I can I give her a photo of me so she knows what you know her her earth father look like and he's like yeah absolutely and he, he opens his wallet he pulls something out and he hands it to him and he says he's like you want me to take your driver's license and he goes yeah it's expired anyway which <laughs> is like after all the car trouble stuff which is just like again another reality that like these things are often the case but also very
0: that is that is Utterly hilarious, considering how earnest this movie sounds. (laughs) It was was like the one bit they put in. (laughs) It's expired. It doesn't matter. And now let's
1: get the laughs out of the way. Because they're gone. Yeah. They are fucking gone. Oh, yikes. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Laura Dern is in labor. Mm Mm-hmm. The... So the she um, is having a rough labor and she pushes and pushes and the baby comes out and it's not crying. And she's gone, why, why isn't it crying? Why, you know, why isn't it crying? And then the baby starts crying. And she's like, Ooh. And so the baby's alive. And then they, the doctor later on comes to them and says, the the baby like physically perfectly healthy everything's fine but um the when it came out the umbilical cord was around its neck and um it you know it wasn't able to breathe for some period of time and there is some chance that it will be developmentally disabled and mm-hmm. that if you're someone who's been shopping for a baby, if you've been mm-hmm. paying lots and lots of money for a baby, now suddenly that might not be something you want. You're, you know, it's up to you. And they, so that's their, that couple having their conversations about that. And, you know, she wants to, she's like, I, you know, I made Wanda a promise. I want to, do right by this baby, like it's not gonna love us any less. And her husband sort of like, what you know, this no, like what what if it does? What if this this isn't what we want? This isn't our plan at all. And um and so then Laura Dern and her husband are talking, so now this is on the table that they might back out. And so Laura Jern and her husband—they're talking about like, could they? You know, is there any way they could possibly keep this baby? And they're like, no. Like, we would absolutely have to just leave this baby and give it up for adoption. Um, and we—we we don't get an explicit answer onto any of that until. So the the final scenes you we get um the wealthy couple in the airport going through security and the security person says hey you left your your baby carrier <laughs> you <laughs> left your baby <laughs> you left your baby carrier and they turn and look and they're just like oh, we we don't want it
0: oh and, shit
1: and the um and then it's Laura Dern and her husband just sobbing in one another's arms. And then the last shot is just going in the hospital, the newborns, and going panning, and just going to this one baby and getting real up close to this newborn baby. And it's just screaming, crying, shaking its arms, like wailing, and just there's no one around.
0: And I watched Star Wars, so. <laughs> Man. Oh, that's. That but I, like I did.
1: Movie. I really, really liked this movie. I thought it was no, very, I, very well made. And it's an, available on YouTube. It's not the highest quality, but I couldn't find it anywhere else. Seven parts cool on YouTube. Thing. The Baby Dance, 1998. I would uh, absolutely recommend it. It's, it's painful, but it's important. And very powerful. It's very humanizing. I focused more on Dern because I love Dern, but there really was this—you know—there were these other layers of depth we could talk to about all the char- talk about with all the characters. Um, but it was great, and I, I like looked up this—you know—Jane Anderson who wrote it, and I think that was her only foray into filmmaking, from what I could tell. Um, hmm but I hope she's still out there making plays and I'd love to see any of them because, wow.
0: Yeah, I mean, just the description, I would definitely watch that. Sounds yeah. like, a, like a heavy thing, but a good thing.
1: And a really, especially at a time 1998 with Dern, where I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't know how many chances she got to play such a really fantastically well-written nuanced character at this point in her career. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not the only time to date, but like it really, if she hadn't had a chance to like flex her her amazing acting ability yet, like this was absolutely an instance of that. And maybe maybe my favorite darn role that I've seen.
0: Interesting, very, very interesting. Well, you know, sometimes it takes a TV movie. Sometimes it takes a village, and other times it takes a television or film. So, man, well, whoa, what a Yeah. Place. So
1: you know, everything was going real yeah. well, and then I watched that. So it, it yeah. Felt <laughs> to... You know,
0: it's not like it's not like there were positive things happening, and that brought you down. <laughs> it, it just it just helped you continue a baseline.
1: Yeah, it was a friendly reminder.
0: You want to know what you're watching next week?
1: I'd love to.
0: Uh, Well, you're going to be watching a film called J.T. Leroy. J.T.
1: Leroy. It
0: is American-Canadian biographical drama. It has a Miss um, Kirsten Stewart and Miss Laura Dern. It also has Courtney Love and some other people in it. And the plot is very convol. It's not convoluted, but it's very hard to follow the way I've seen it written out. So you're just you might just have to buckle down. Yeah, say,
1: no, this sounds vaguely familiar. I'm reading about the actual JT Leroy. Or
0: yeah, I didn't. Leroy I didn't want Leroy. to get too deep into the story because I knew you'd cover it, but it looks interesting. Yeah. and uh, it's one of her newer, definitely one of her most recent forays into acting.
1: Kristen Stewart and Laura Dern. Interesting.
0: Courtney Love is also there doing whatever she does. Wonderful. Being great. You said that with such disdain. I know I did, but I do like her acting. And I think it's been a while since she's been in something. Yeah. She's had a few like bigger, like 80s, 90s films. And then I feel like she kind of dipped out for a while, which is fair. You know, I'm sure she had money and could just do whatever she wanted.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm not going to hold it against her. Good for her yeah anyway and I'll,
0: I'll be watching a music video for the <laughs> song and avis by widespread panic a athens georgia based southern rock blues jazz fusion jam rock neo psychedelia band
1: yeah so when you watch that i i think it should be uh a
0: breakdown. Oh, a what what's was that, that in- no, what'd you say? Go, you first. I think, it should,
1: I think you should be required to um, inhale as many whippets as possible.
0: Oh yeah, no, it does. like a widespread panic
1: music video. It,
0: it says they are heavily influenced by the dead and fish. So I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to get some balloons in the lot before this show.
1: Oh yeah, I know some, I know some, I don't know, wide, wide heads. I don't know what they call themselves. I call them whiteys. <laughs> whiteys. I know. I've met some whiteys in my time. and
0: I've never really heard of this band, so I'm excited to... Oh,
1: they're, if you like jam bands, hey. I'm a jammer. Yeah. I jam. Um, yes. Yeah. find yourself some ketamine. It's
0: <laughs> real easy to find up here in the woods. I
1: mean, just go to the vet and loot it. Everyone's looting, Nick.
0: For. I've what? seen Terminator. I know what you can get at the vet. Yeah, lose. I still, I don't, whichever Terminator that was, I will never forget the line when he's like eating all these pills at the vet's office and the lady comes in and she says, Those are the pills we use to chemically castrate dogs. Oh no. And I just always thought that was so funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, just not popping
0: as an adult, like eating random pills to feel anything. (laughs) So yeah, that's what we're watching. Um,. You know, uh, be safe out there. If you can donate to bailout funds to help people who are getting arrested, do that. Um, Don't be a dick if you can help it. If you have feelings that might cause issues, maybe just keep them to yourself. Or if you want to say them, do it in a way that's respectful to everybody involved. Um, Yeah, if you're going to go out to protest, don't take pictures of people's faces if that could get them in trouble. Um, Don't instigate anything just because it'll make you feel tough or cool because that's not fun or cool. No. And, stick uh,
1: with the group.
0: Uh, if you have a nice white face, maybe use that to help people that don't because that could be a big help in certain times.
1: That's true. Uh, stick with your group. Don't get lost. If you help yourself
0: love. and others.
1: And uh, wear goggles.
0: True, yes. Bring all, look up gear. You can find what kind of gear you need. If you're gonna go out, just be Bring safe.
1: Milk and Magnesia, some goggles.
0: Mm-hmm, milk, plenty of milk. Bring AR a whole cow.
1: 15 <laughs> a, a Mom small a
0: <laughs> oh man, so yeah, uh, things are wild, but hopefully they'll get better, and maybe things will change eventually. who knows
1: yeah, yeah. i I think they might. oh, things are absolutely changing, exciting times, changing.
0: folks. yeah, things are explosive, and yeah, we'll scary. see who's
1: gonna win my anti-fat team, or next proud boy team. Find out next before week. Before you do that, so <laughs> I'm just gonna really <laughs> you're, you're gonna. It's D A R Canon
0: now. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna change our um, Wikipedia page. <laughs> we could probably get one because we talked about because Star Wars. We
1: talked about it. I believe that would yeah. I'm gonna look like this. Nick, <laughs> make that happen.
0: <laughs> All righty, Max. I suppose if that's it, that's it. All right. Stay safe okay. out there. Flip flop. Be safe in Philly. Be safe in whatever city you're in, fair listener.
1: Go, go loot the woods, Nick.
0: Go loot the woods. Go loot the woods. <laughs> <bunch of> <laughs> preludes and wander around.
1: Godspeed.
0: Onward, Eagle. Via, via con Dios. Vaya we oh.